0: I was born and raised in this city. My name is Edmund Vanderbilt from DCinity.com. I'm a native Washingtonian, and through this podcast, I'm rediscovering and documenting what's happening in our ever-expanding city. Stories about the city where we live, the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Bringing you impromptu interviews and unexpected adventures. All with the very people and places that are making things happen in the DMV. Tag your stuff with hashtag Dcinity. D C I N I T Y. Perhaps our paths will cross. And now, without further ado, join me as we flow through DC into Dcinity. Hey, 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 everybody, what's going on? Today we have the owners of the Cotton and Reed Distillery based out of the Union Market District in Washington, D.C. Give us a chat and a tour of their uh, upcoming distillery, Brick and Mortar, uh, doors opening in uh, late summer 2016. I think you're going to dig this episode. You're going to dig these dudes. They're, uh, They're friends that met in the aerospace industry, decided to throw it all to the wind and start their own distillery. Pretty cool story. And let's go ahead and get this episode started in three, two, one.
1: I'm Jordan Cotton. I'm 27 and one of the co-founders of
2: Cotton and Reed Distillery. Hi, I'm Reed Walker. I'm with the Cotton and Reed Distillery. I'm 29 years old and we are exploring the Union Market District today and showing off our our cool new distillery that's
0: in the middle of construction. Um, I read a little bit on your website about you were you were at NASA before. That's how you guys met. You guys want to talk a little bit. What I'm interested in is how you guys met and how you made this transition from your previous careers to to making this leap.
1: Yeah. So uh, Reed and I met working at the same uh, consulting firm in downtown T- DC, doing um, strategy for uh, NASA and broader aerospace business, and um, we did that. Me four years read six and uh, ended up meeting a guy through work who um, works for NASA on uh, propulsion technology in Alabama and he distills his own whiskey at home so we were like that sounds cool and uh, started started tinkering with that as as a hobby um, and uh, we knew we worked well together from working at the same company um, for a number of years and pretty quickly after we. Got into it on a small home scale ended up deciding to uh, try and go legit so that was that was over three years ago we didn't really didn't realize what we were getting ourselves into fully uh, when we first made the decision, but you know've been excited and enthusiastic about it the whole way but they they're definitely we've learned a lot since the the day in my old garage where we were like, yeah, we'll start a distillery we didn't didn't know we would need a six inch sprinkler pipe that yeah. would, you know, take a year and a half to work the request through the DC water bureaucracy. But, you, but uh,
0: So you guys, you guys are pretty young guys. You're both under 30 if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And you're at work, you start a hobby, and then it, it, you're in your garage and you decide let's just let it all, let's just put everything we got into this. That's mm-hmm. that simple. I feel like uh, some of the listeners will be inspired by that, but I mean like like you just said there's some lots of challenges you didn't even expect along the way. Um but it's, it's that simple. You just kind of said, let's do this. Um, you know, I, I yeah. think people would be concerned about, like, you know, risking so much. Um,
2: it's about taking risks. Got to take risks. If, uh, if there's not a chance for failure, then what's the point? It, it's been a really rewarding journey, and we haven't even opened our doors yet. Awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. we've learned a ton. Um, and I think, I mean, after that initial conversation, I don't think there was ever a question of, are we going to do this? Are we going to keep doing this? you know wow. it was uh yeah we, totally it fast. was it was we decided we were doing it and then we did what we had to do to make it happen do you
0: guys realize how like incredible that sounds uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know like are you aware I, a lot of people have ideas like but that's crazy that you guys went for it so congratulations I, I i tip my hat All right, so we're at Union Market, or just up the street, and we're walking down, what is this, Fifth Street? Yes. Yep. And the concepts, I just kinda got more of it now. It's like, there's there's a two part, there's gonna be like a bar where anybody can come.
2: Yeah, exactly. So in the back of the house, we distill, bottle, and distribute. And then in the front of the house, we'll have our bar and tasting room. So we'll be serving spirits uh, as flights to give it a little bit of a taste. Uh, but then we'll also be serving some some craft cocktails as well, using those spirits. Yeah. And we
1: really want the bar to be uh, treated as a more exciting, normal bar, not as a distillery tasting room that you visit once and cross it off your checklist and feel like you don't have to come back to We're going to be always... Doing new cocktails in here, doing different parties and events, and making it fun for people to come back. So, yeah, it's, it's it a repeat
0: customer spot. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Trying to create a, an environment that's welcoming. Right. For...
1: Not the, I did the tour, and now
2: I never have to go
0: back. Right, that, that right. Thing. Awesome.
2: So here um, we are Yeah,
0: at the front of Cotton and Reed
2: Distillery, So 1335th uh, uh, Street,
0: Northeast. 1335th Street, Northeast, and I see a whole bunch of uh, 4x8 paneling. Uh, yep. It's, it's yep. all boarded up right now. We got some cinder blocks. It's, it's still pretty raw. What's the plan for the facade? This will be all glass. All glass. That's 100% amazing. glass. Awesome.
2: Yeah, the, the visual aesthetic that we're trying to, to go for is re- maintaining the character of the neighborhood, yeah. yet at the same time accentuating what we've got going inside. So we've set the still, our, our equipment inside, to create a visual line from the street back to the distilling area. Awesome. So from here, as you look back, you can see the still. Yep the copper still poking up right there. Right, right, okay. 17 feet tall, poking up through the ceiling. Um, so we're creating this line from the from the street, look through the door, out to the still.
0: Cool. And your, your neighbors are uh, sort of eclectic. Uh, what do we have? Yeah, let's poke our head yeah. in. Yeah, cool. So
2: this whole building it was rented by a bean sprout manufacturer. Um, so they're still fully in operation right now. And as we go in, you'll see it's pretty cool. Wow. Oh yeah, so it's, it's good old manufacturing going on here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Every so, bean sprout that you eat in the D.C. metro area comes is, from here. Grows right in here. No way.
1: They actually grow them in here. This is actually kind of a small farm. Wow. So.
2: And are they excited about having
0: you as neighbors?
2: Yeah, we've become pretty good friends with Alex. who's my buddy.
0: All right. <laughs> All right, guys. We're entering uh, 1330 Fifth Street Northeast, and here we go.
1: So one thing to point out right as we walk in, this giant 15 foot tall, currently plywood wall will be uh, glass, but it'll actually be a big bifold glass wall that we can retract up to the ceiling and then serve drinks
2: out to the sidewalk from the bar top. Where are we standing right now? This is behind the bar. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at a pretty raw space here. Um, looking very cool. Cinder blocks. We got a huge skylight in the middle of the room there.
2: Uh, I'm so excited about that. We just installed that uh, last week. Yeah,
1: all, all the materials for this warehouse and this whole neighborhood really are heavy reinforced concrete, basically. So, to make it a little more inviting, we've planned a few things to soften it up. So one of those is bringing in a ton of natural light. Another is a lot of the ledges that you see around here on top of the front door vestibule, uh, on top of this north wall here, on top of the bathrooms. We're going to have plants growing and kind of cascading everywhere to go for a bit of an overgrown industrial vibe um, and have that, that greenery soften it up
0: a bit. So I guess I should point out that you guys are taking a lot of care in building out the space meticulously.
1: Yeah, we don't want to uh, have any of the fun or operationally central components of what we do be the the default, why not, sure, I guess we'll buy the standard one option. So like for our our back bar shelving here, um, we've been looking around maybe almost a year for something interesting and ended up finding these old uh, shelves that used to be the library shelves at the school. Uh, the Buchanan school yeah. they've got the, the right character for for what we're going for and that's that's kind of the approach that we we've been taking for a lot of things we don't want to we don't want to rush into um, any decision that we're then going to be living with for years yeah
0: if we go that way we transition into the distillery yes so yeah walk me through this
1: uh, Right here, where the bar space kind of ends, there's yeah. going to be a big double glass door and glass wall. We want to keep that line of sight right. from outside and from the bar. So this is all going to be glass. From most points in the
0: bar, you can see the
1: still back here. Yeah.
0: Wow, so I'm walking back into the uh, distillery area. There's a huge still, if I'm saying it correctly. Whoa, yes. there's like, whoa, these things are massive. <laughs> oh my goodness, how many are here?
1: So we have four, four tanks in here now. Um, so from, from right to left, this is our still.
0: Can you describe it? Because it, it looks like a submarine. I mean, it's, I don't know what I'm talking about, huh. but it looks amazing. So this is called a
2: hybrid pot still. It's 500 gallons. And what you see down here is the, the pot. The bottom half is the pot. Uh, wow. And it's jacketed. So th- there's a, a layer that's about two inches wide between the outside and the inside that we fill with steam. Uh, really hot steam, which then heats the liquid on the inside. The liquid on the inside will be our rum mash, which after fermenting for a week is about 9% alcohol. So when we heat it, the uh, ethanol in that mash boils before water, boils at 173 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, and will then go up this column, of which we have six different plates, uh, and then goes up through the phlegmater at the top and then down through the condenser and then it exits right here at a conveniently mouth height <laughs> <laughs> spout
0: yeah just for <laughs> testing purposes i imagine yeah yeah, yeah. exactly okay um, and then and then that's it you got the raw product come right out of there raw product
2: wow so it actually takes a week for us to get our first our, our first drop
0: and then the, so when you pack it you just you come here with a whole bunch of empty bottles and you stand here and fill them yeah, up? Yep,
2: yeah, exactly. It's oh, a very cool. manual process. Oh, that's right. No, I'm just yeah. joking. So it actually takes a while after it comes out of here. Um, so we will then capture the raw white rum spirit and let it rest uh, for three weeks in stainless steel tanks. Uh, there's um, the flavor changes considerably in the first few weeks just as um, the flavors integrate. And so we want to let it rest before we bottle it and sell it.
0: And where are you sourcing your products or your uh, ingredients from then? Is it
2: way down south in Louisiana? Yeah. We did a little week-long road
1: trip through rural Louisiana visiting a bunch of sugar mills and farmers down there. And, uh, Cajun folk. Yeah.
2: Best. Yeah. Incredibly right. friendly.
1: Yeah, very, very welcoming. It was, you know, we we met this one cane farmer one day and the next morning he's like come over at 7 a.m. I'll make you biscuits and you know sugarcane uh, accompaniments all around. It was um, it a was, it was pretty cool experience. very, very different part of the world and we're excited to have a reason to keep going back there. We did. And
0: you guys are making a bunch of uh, spirits or rum is the, is the goal? We
2: are DC's first rum. Okay. We've been spending a good amount of time searching through archives in an attempt to find any evidence of there ever being a rum distillery in the district. So far, we haven't found it. But if you're a historian listening, please help us look so we can validate this. Okay. Um, and so, yes, we will be distilling exclusively rum for the first few months and maybe even the first year. We have, we have plans to to sell and uh, manufacture vermouth and bitters as well, but that that will be coming down the
0: line. And D.C., like, uh, you know, you could start a distillery anywhere, or is there specific reasons? Are you... uh...
1: Union Market seemed like really the natural fit for us. It's such a... uh, such a happening area, and there's there's so much going on here now um, That we're pretty excited about where we wound up. Um, there are a lot of other cool businesses right in the area obviously
2: Well Union Market has been a manufacturing and wholesaling hub in the district for almost a hundred years and That's exactly what we're doing and it's nice to to join a neighborhood where you're fulfilling its legacy We're not uh, Trying to change the neighborhood. We, we very much appreciate what it has to offer and
0: uh, yeah, we're really excited about our neighbors. Um, so opening night, people are gonna come to Cotton and Reed and they're gonna walk through the door and then what can they expect on their first visit? Great question.
2: Uh, we're really excited for the, f- the first night because we have no idea what to expect. The things that we would like uh, people to experience um, are a sense of discovery. Uh, this space is very raw, as you can see. Uh, it's different, it's very industrial. There's steel, there's concrete, um, there's old wood from the 1950s. We're building a trellis using old um, old pallets. Uh, and we want it to feel and look like what this neighborhood always, has always looked like. Um, so at, at first glance, that's what we hope people feel. Uh, but then what we're also wanting is that, that first sip of, of a cotton and reed cocktail to, to change perceptions as well. Rum is a category, a spear category, that has been underappreciated, at least in recent times. But some of my favorite cocktails in the world are, are rum-based, and we're excited to have people um, try it and hopefully change their perception about rum as a category.
1: One of the reasons that we really want to focus on having incredible cocktails at the bar is blowing people's minds by having them realize that you know they didn't know what rum could do, that's one of the big things that we want to achieve when we open the doors. Is basically constantly have people not only impressed but just shocked by how much they're enjoying the the product.
0: From talking to you guys, you know, I, I've gotten this this feeling that you you take your time. Can you talk a little bit of just about your process? Has it been stressful? Do you have flexibility to? Um, it certainly
2: is stressful, but coming from the, the space industry, things take a very, very, very long time. Uh, w- when you work on a mission uh, with NASA, sometimes you, you might only get one or two missions in an entire career. Uh, when you, maybe you join NASA at 25, and you'll start working on a, on a satellite that then doesn't get launched until you're 45 or 50. Um, and so we're very used to taking our time, and I think Spirits is very much like that. Uh, you don't want to rush it. Uh, if you want the perfect spirit, you might need to wait 10, 15, 20 years uh, for the, the spirit to age in the barrel.
0: And then since you mentioned 15, 20, where do you see yourselves in 20 years? Here. In, in, it, in, it, uh, in it to win it, in it for, for the long run.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cool. DC is my home, and it will continue to be my home.
0: Excellent. Um, if, uh, is there anything else you guys want to kind of talk about or hit on?
2: Well, thank you for doing this. Totally. I'm really excited about your podcast.
0: Ah, yeah. I'm excited about your business, and I'm excited about people doing interesting things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, congratulations, guys, mm-hmm. and, and I wish you all the you best. Yeah. Thanks. And there you have it, folks. Cotton and Reed Distillery, opening up late summer 2016. Wanted to give a quick shout-out to Reed and Jordan for giving me a tour of the distillery and spending their afternoon with me. It was a great time. Thank you very much, fellas. Uh, if you want to learn more about Cotton and Reed, please visit cottonandreed.com or at cottonandreed on social media. Music on this podcast is by EVDB underscore artist. This podcast is available on iTunes. What are you waiting for? Go subscribe now.